0: But we're here for a real education. Dee, 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 dee Welcome to A Real Education. I'm your host, Tim Wick. I am joined, as always, by my co-host, movie grifter, Melissa Kersher. Hello. And uh, we have our semi-regular novice. She's, she's kind of going to be around a lot, I think, is the plan. Because yes. there are a lot of movies that she hasn't seen. So, uh, returning this week, we have movie, uh, we're going to call her our Mark And it is Barb Lind. Hello,
1: hello. Hi,
0: welcome back, Barb.
1: You guys can't get rid of me if you try it anymore, so just deal with it.
0: We can't. You know where I live. There's nothing (laughs) that can be done. So we are uh, moving on with uh, sort of our new theme, and uh, that means that this week we are watching uh, The Sting. So, Barb, why don't you tell me what you know about The Sting? The title is The Sting. That is true.
1: That is literally all I know. That's all you know. That is literally
0: all I know. That's that's (laughs) exciting. That's exciting. Now, this is part of our crime uh, series, so that might tell you something. But frankly, almost nothing at all is being told.
1: I mean, I figured it probably didn't have anything to do with bees, so, you know.
0: It probably does not have anything to do with bees, I will confirm. But but Jupiter Ascending does. It does. Jupiter (sighs) Ascending
1: so can I just tell you that I have such fond memories of that movie? Cause I wouldn't saw it with Wendy when it was like just, it was like 20 of us and we had the whole entire theater to ourselves. It was amazing. I'm sorry. Sean
0: Bean. <sighs> it's sorry. a terrible, terrible, terrible. Thing. Shut
1: up. And I love it. so, And it's amazing. And I love it. And it has nothing at all, at all to do with
0: this movie that we're watching. No, no. uh, the sting has nothing to do with Jupiter ascending and, uh, like literally nothing. I don't think there are any... Ac- there, I mean, who knows? There might be some crew people involved. Now I'm
1: going to do my homework. I was going to yeah. say, challenge accepted is... on your behalf. <laughs> Find the connection.
0: It is, it is possible, although the two films are separated by quite a number of years. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this is a film made in the 1970s mm-hmm. and uh, starring the two pretty close to biggest box office stars of the day. Yes, In in a movie together, Mm -hmm. was this their first or second movie together? I can't remember, Melissa.
2: Well, this uh, this was 1973, and if I remember, Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid was. Oh, give me a second. Now I got. I'm just. Now you're
0: looking it up. See, your your job is to know these things without looking them up. Well, I know, I
2: know, and I'm I'm looking it up because. uh, Oh, hey, uh, the director George. Uh, George Roy Hill did both movies.
0: And, oh, yeah, uh, he did.
2: 1969 was Butch Cassidy. So
0: this so is their second film their together. Second. Their mm-hmm. second film together. And if you know well, who the two stars of Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid are, you may be able to extrapolate from that mm-hmm. who the two stars of this film would be. Uh, those two stars, of course, being Paul Newman and Robert Redford. That's mm-hmm. not a spoiler of any type because you're going to meet them pretty quickly. Yeah,
2: it's, it's yeah. like front and center in this movie. It's,
0: um, yeah. This film is a movie that has a lot of really fascinating twists and turns to it that makes it really foolish to really say much up front right because really what you want to do is you want to just dig into the movie and watch it I will say that uh this film won best picture mm-hmm. in 1974
2: it, it won like seven Oscars. it won a it whole was, bunch of- it was a it was a big movie. It
0: won a whole bunch of Oscars. It is one of, if you look at lists of uh, like the best and worst best pictures, a lot of people feel this movie is overrated, and I think they're wrong. I I adore this movie, mm-hmm. so uh, that's that's going to be my thing. If you ever read somebody that uh, something that's like listing the best picture winners from best to worst, this movie will often end up near the bottom, which I think is horribly unfair. Uh,
2: well, and. It'll never be at the bottom because Cimarron exists.
0: <laughs> so, But the point is it's near the bottom, and I don't know that it should be. <laughs> Although there are a lot of very good films above it, so it's it's hard to say. <laughs> uh, in any case, uh, we have done enough sort of dancing around the subject to fill about five minutes, which is our goal.
1: Yeah, I want to watch
0: this now. We yep, are going we, to go watch. We are still so
2: going to watch this.
0: The Sting. Bzzz, ow!
2: <laughs> That's horrible, Tim. <laughs>
0: back, many horse races have been won, many cheap suits have been worn, and the sting has been stung. So... <laughs> hi Barb <laughs> So uh, you have you have been stung. Yes. The past tense of sting, you have watched the stung. I have, have you I have stung. stung. You I've, have stung. I've, yes. And uh, we need to know what you thought.
1: Oh my gosh. The sting. It was so good. <laughs> like, hey, I love a good con film. Um, you know, with when it's like two steps forward, three steps back and then you have people coming in sideways being like R-r-r-r-r-r-r-r-r. Um <laughs>
0: I don't remember that on the soundtrack, but I'll take your word for it. It's there, I promise. Okay. It happened
1: in her head. Yeah, exactly. That's That's fine. Yeah.
0: The soundtrack running in my head, you
1: just don't want to be part of. Um, (laughs) No, but it's so good. like, I think, I mean, overall, it's really, really well done. Because 73?
0: 73? 73. Yeah, 73. Because Um,
2: the Godfather movies had to have some room to win some Oscars and then... Yeah. So it was in The Mm -hmm. Godfather
0: 72, and then this is 73, and and part two is 74. 74, Yeah. Something like that.
1: that. I mean, like, I think my favorite part was the chick from the diner that he sleeps with. Uh And that ends up being, like, the top notch assassin that, like, you know, the mob boss is like, nope, send in this person, send in this person, they'll take care of it. Uh And, like, for it to be like 73, and even was it because didn't it take place technically uh, in the 34?
0: I think 34? is what the opening yeah. uh, 34 yeah, or 36 was, is what the opening card says.
1: I know it was not in the 70s when it was taking place, it was not. Um, but like i was just like yes that's so fucking badass <laughs> cuz like if you think about it in like the 30s you're not gonna picture that a woman's going to be a well known assassin that the mob is going to go to for a hit but it makes total fucking sense oh, yeah. because they're never going to think that it's the woman mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, and, and in the 30s, you know, noir was was just getting started. So the femme fatale wasn't really uh-huh. quite a thing yet. It was just
0: getting Even though, it of course, 30. this movie wasn't made in the 30s. No, it's it was. Right. Yeah, it's a It's set in the 30s.
2: But it's definitely a love letter to
0: the 30s, you know, right down to the title Because, you know, cards a love letter oh, Yeah, the Great Depression is a good time to write a love letter to. <laughs> um, well, but, you know. No. <laughs> hey, they had good suits, man. They, they had they, some good suits, some had... nice hats.
2: Actually, good suits because Edith Head won an Oscar for this. Oh, movie. Edith oh. Head! Her her Edith last, Head returns. Her last Oscar Boo. came from this movie. Only, well, she, only she she got that it was he her Oscars. So. I know
0: only that it was her last Oscar. Yeah. Right? She, she made she designed costumes for like another ten years or something, didn't she?
2: Yeah, I think her last movie that she worked on was dead men don't wear plaid or something yeah
0: I think like you're right mm-hmm. I think yeah. you're right that that was the last movie she worked on I can't on. believe I just whipped that out of my head Ooh. that is not in
2: my notes I was just like <laughs> my, so my brain just barfed up that
0: fact Edith Head Trivia ladies and gentlemen uh, <laughs> she was but yeah she was a, a classic costume designer uh, you know and I mean this movie doesn't have a lot of women in it uh, no but the two f- prominent roles for women are good roles yeah uh the and, and and roles for women who are both look to be in about their 40s so they're not not even like ingenue roles and uh-huh. one of
1: them is eileen brennan who oh I, I saw her in like the credits i was like
2: yay eileen brennan <laughs> i love clue <laughs> <laughs> which we're totally gonna do in this blames, podcast someday blames, blames, blames on the sides blames. of my face
0: wrong 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 one what that was that was I, know, right. well, I know i know right? but it, it's but still it's one saying. of the most
2: cl- quotable Scar- exactly yes I, yeah. I know i
0: know all right i know all right that, fine. that's madeline
2: fine. khan
0: fine. I, fine. fine I know okay so back to the sting yes so yeah I, uh, I i quite enjoy this thing i quite enjoy the fact that there are layers yes. of cons that get revealed at the end but not madeline khan there is no madeline Sadly. khan in this con movie which is mm. a, sh- a, shame, a shame.
1: I do. I, I do kind of wish that Robert Redford's character, whose name is totally blanking in my brain right now, it's
0: kid basically. Kid. Mm. Thank you.
1: Yeah. yeah. Um. I wish that he wouldn't have known about like the side con going on with the quote unquote FBI. Mm-hmm.
0: But he can't be dead then. And the thing is that that Lonigan has to think they're both dead. Yeah.
1: Yeah. He has to think
0: that that's that's the end of it. That
1: does make sense. Also, I just need to say, why do they always use the same doors? Like, the mark has literally left like 45 seconds ago. They're like, okay, guys, we're done. And let's everybody walk out the same door together. (laughs) Yeah.
2: What if he's out there just <laughs> trying right. to hail a cab? Exactly. Yeah. I'm
1: like, dude, you're you, you literally just died. Yeah, you would and think, you're just you would rolling think they'd out take a
0: good couple of hours before they Right. or yeah. like before yeah. they hey, they'd have some they like went a... that
1: direction. Let's maybe
2: just go the opposite. Or yeah. m- maybe just go to the green room. Yeah. <laughs> you know, for the kind. Con- I'm we've, sure they had a green room.
1: We've got that corner room. Let's just go hang out there for, you know, yeah. until night and
0: then, yeah, then we we get we some gin to
2: drink. It's fine.
1: Well, but
0: they said Watered they were clear. Gin. They said it was clear. Yeah, they said the coast clear. was clear. But still. And when still. They, when 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 con men say the coast is clear, the they The coast know. is clear. Their their entire life is predicated on coasts being clear. But mm-hmm. what if
2: the Marks taxi is just sitting at the light out
0: he there? He doesn't have a taxi. He's a rich dude.
1: <laughs> he's, he's got his car and his
2: he's two chauffeured. <laughs> He's
0: chauffeured.
1: Well,
2: what if, it, what if his chauffeured car is sitting at the light?
0: Well, his chauffeured car might not be sitting at the light. What's he going to pay him? They just took him for $500,000. <laughs> Which I mean, uh, he's probably fine. He might be insured. He's a banker.
2: True.
0: Didn't mm-hmm. they? The, I mean, they th- I think uh, banking bankers' insurance came came uh, came about as a result of the Great Depression.
2: Well, actually, although I not think...
0: normally betting on horse races, that's not usually one of the things you're insured for. But yeah, not normally.
2: In, in my head cannon, he goes off and becomes a sea captain, then gets eaten by a shark. Well, he's Robert Shaw. <laughs> yeah, it is Robert Shaw. And so it seems like that could happen. Um, <laughs> he goes off. He's on the Indianapolis. He gets partly eaten by a shark, and then he gets a, And he's know, scarred anyway. for life. And, and then, this happens in two years because Jaws, Jaws came out two years
0: later. But I thought it was seventy six. Okay, three years later. Three years later. Okay. Anyway, I mean, you
1: can spend a lot of time on it being a sea captain. Maybe, it was, 75. Well, that's that's maybe it
0: was seventy five. true. Maybe it was seventy five. I don't. I mean, Star Wars was seventy seven. I thought Jaws was a year before Star Wars.
1: Yeah, you're
2: probably right. anyway, anyway that
0: has nothing to do with the sting. None. <laughs> back, back to the sting. Well, it has plenty
2: to do the sting because Robert Shaw. <laughs> Robert Shaw didn't do anything halfway, so I feel like that's plenty of time to become a grizzled old sea captain and then get eaten by.
0: Get eaten by a shark. The or, shark did not have a name. We all call the shark Bruce Jaws. Well, I know Bruce. The, 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 the 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 mechanical, shark mechanical is,
2: the mechanical shark, shark is Bruce, Bruce, and that but, is what ate Robert Shaw.
0: But Jaws did. If you didn't. go to
1: Universal Studios and you pry open that mechanical shark, you are find Robert Shaw. Out. I was gonna say, you, you pry it open and it has a it has a little hello, my name is Bruce but I mean, like is that stickers a, her, on him or has it,
0: that ever bugged you that people refer to the shark as Jaws when that, that's not the name of the shark. That's no, the name know, of the movie. Gross. Nobody gave this. the gave the shark nobody even gave it in the movie, nobody gives the shark a name
2: well because it's, it's just a horror. big shark well it's really just a fin in most scenes
0: yeah mm. because the shark was broken I mean, yeah anyway very well. that's a different podcast we <laughs> yeah, will eventually do one, Jaws I thought we already did Jaws did we already do yeah, Jaws yeah we did really because I didn't think Jenna had seen it I'll have to go look
2: I thought we had Courtney May, to do Jaws maybe
0: we did Jaws I'm pretty sure we did Jaws because yeah. Jaws we should do it was a while ago if we didn't do Jaws we should but anyway I, we've told the we've sting
2: yeah
0: <laughs> All right. We're back we're back to the sting. Uh and and Melissa you have many 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 Oh goodness cuz
2: there's so many great big actors and I'm pretty sure we talked a lot about
0: Robert Shaw in I don't show
2: know show. have we done think, anything with Robert Redford? well Robert Redford we have uh, yes we did because we did all the president's men oh we
0: did do mm. all the president's men yeah, so we did do Robert Redford um, uh, we
2: haven't done Paul Newman I
0: think yet. Paul Newman's kind of been, been a blank spot for and boy us. there are so many things we can say about Paul Newman Paul oh, Newman yeah. he had blue eyes he had eyes really Real he makes blue very eyes. good salad dressing he does yeah
2: so yeah, yeah Paul uh, Paul Newman, uh also known from Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid, which is I'm sure is something else we're going to watch at some point. And Cool Hand Luke, I'm sure is something else mm-hmm. we're going to watch at some point. And
0: The Hustler, which is Hustler something we'll probably we'll have probably to watch have at to some do, point.
2: And then do The Color of Money after that. And then We don't have to uh, do The
0: Color of Money. Yeah, we do. It's green. it's I like mean. doing the sequel to The Godfather.
2: Yeah, but, you know, well,
0: hmm. Anyway. Anyway. Paul Newman.
2: Paul Newman. And uh, he's Doc Hudson in Cars.
0: He is. Yes.
2: <laughs> anyway, uh, he's from Cleveland. Uh, he uh, came from... Uh, I, I think his father was Jewish and his mother was Christian scientist or something crazy like that. And yay, Christian scientist. <laughs> I, I only say that because my grandmother was one and I it's not actually a yay. Anyway, um... He was kind of a hellraiser of a of a kid. He was kicked out of Ohio University for bad behavior, and I did look up what bad behavior meant. And bad behavior was denting the president the president of the college's car with a beer keg. Oh, oh, with a yeah. full keg. Wow. <laughs> yes, an actual keg.
0: All things considered, that's not that bad.
2: Eh, no, but you know that that kind of gives you an indication of what uh. A university he
0: was a party was like, animal.
2: Yes, and then he uh, ran off to World War II. He spent three years as a radio operator, Uh, came back home, uh, married his first wife, Jackie, had a son, went to Yale, and started uh, acting in earnest. And his big break was when he moved to New York in 1953 and was an understudy and picnic, which was a huge hit. And that kind of got his... uh, career in traction but also uh while he was working on picnic that's when he met joanne woodward who um you know would a few years later become his wife his second wife i should say um joanne woodward and paul newman were married for like 50 years so like it was one of those things where those two met and they kind of knew they had to be together and uh paul newman's first wife agreed with that oh really yeah and then uh they they went off and had a fabulous life together and had like three daughters and they were just one of those really long-standing hollywood relationships that was
0: which is not very common
2: not very Uh -uh. common (laughs) um in the 1970s he got interested in car racing so he's also famous for being a car racer
0: Uh, which is one of the reasons he was doc hudson in cars
2: indeed and uh in 1982 he founded uh newman's own salad dressing and you know various sauces and stuff like that and also popcorn also popcorn very good popcorn uh all of the proceeds from that company were donated to charity Mm -hmm. so that that's very cool and he was a philanthropist of other types he founded other charities in his own time and um there is there so many, so much just trivia around him because he just had this long and storied life in, in Hollywood. Uh, he's the godfather of Jake Gyllenhaal. Uh, <laughs> uh, when he turned 75, he burned his tuxedo because he figured he was done with being fancy. Huh. Uh, <laughs> it's like, I, yeah, I want to know this guy. But, you know, sadly he passed away in 2008 from lung cancer.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh,
2: but he was like... 80 something. Yeah. 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 He, he had a good, healthy, long life, except for the lung cancer. Except
0: part. for the lung cancer part. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Also except p- for that pesky
1: dying. Yeah.
2: yeah. Uh, he was a famous prankster. Um, it, there's this story where Redford was also into racing. And I can't remember quite how this goes, but there was a Porsche involved. There was this banged-up Porsche that I think Newman sent to Redford for on his birthday at one point, and then Redford had it melted down and put in the middle of Newman's living room, and it dented the Jeez. floor. And then Newman had it made into a really ugly sculpture and installed in Redford's garden. And it just this Porsche just <laughs> kept getting massacred in various ways and uh, getting handed back and forth between them. Uh he in early in his career he kept getting mistaken for Marlon Brando, so he'd just sign all of his autographs as Marlon Brando. <laughs>
0: <laughs> sure, why not? Yeah. I mean that you know that's still valuable.
2: Yeah. Uh, he was also super duper liberal, so he was on Nixon's enemies list hmm. and uh, uh supporter of gay marriage and stuff like that, you know. So
0: he was cool. Yeah, he yep. was. What we're cool understanding dude. is Paul Newman was cool mm-hmm. and we're sorry he's dead. Yeah, yep. very
2: sorry he's gone.
0: Robert Redford is not dead.
2: Not dead, but also not cool. Not dead.
0: Also cool.
2: Yeah, and he's in Winter Soldier.
0: Yes. Yes. And he's a bad guy. And he's and he's mm-hmm. continuing
2: to work. He's
0: Yeah, working, he's still really working along. and
2: he still he runs
1: He just did a thing on Netflix. Yep. The something about uh, sleeping in a night together or whatever. But a bit basically it's like two old people that are like I don't have anybody, but it would be really great if I could like sleep next to someone. Mhm. And it's, I haven't seen it. I've just, I've seen bits and pieces of it. But it's what I have seen. It's very cute and adorable. Mm -hmm. So He's still
0: doing stuff and doing good. Yeah.
2: I'm so happy for Robert Redford and that he's still around. It's like every time I see him and stuff, it's like, yay, I like you.
0: And there's still the Sundance Film Festival that he's yes. involved in. So Well, well that know. he founded. I know, he founded. That's why he really. found.
2: Sundance is because Butch Cassidy and the Sundance, Sundance Kid. Sundance and he was the Sundance oh. Kid. So,
0: so the Sundance Film Festival was founded by yeah. Robert Redford, and he's still, I believe, very intimately involved in making that thing happen. Yeah. Um, yeah.
2: And, uh, you know, that's pretty good for a guy who started out stealing hubcaps in school. So,
0: you know, good for him. So basically Robert Redford and Paul Newman were joined not only by appearing in films together, but by juvenile delinquency. So... They, you know, they had a lot in common.
2: As long as we're on the delinquency part, delinquency. We'll, we'll go back
0: to Robert Shaw because I found out this lovely Robert Shaw piece of information. He was Irish.
2: He, he was he was very Irish. I'm
0: Irish, and I'm Robert Shaw. He, he was so Irish. And I'm going to get eaten by a shark. <laughs> Such a bad. Answer. Right after I get conned by Robert Newman. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so George Roy Hill, who was the director of this movie was convinced by Robert Shaw to join join him in Ireland for a few days. And Robert Shaw proceeds to take Mr. Hill on a two-day-long pub crawl. <laughs> <laughs> An epic two-day-long bender. And, nice. and apparently at the end of this, Hill finally gets back to Shaw's house and finally Falls asleep and is rudely awakened by screaming downstairs. And the screaming, it turns out, is Shaw who has been stripped down to his underwear and he's beating the holy shit out of a guy who he was playing in ping pong.
1: <laughs>
2: demanding another game.
1: Okay, so so they were playing ping pong. They were playing ping pong. They stopped and then he started to like pumble him. Pummel him and demanding another game of ping pong. Jeez. <laughs> Cause this
2: was Robert Shaw. <laughs> right? <laughs> I'm just So imagine I'm, this set, right? <laughs> I, I,
1: in my mind, I'm just like I feel like the director would just like after being jarringly woken, rushing downstairs <laughs> to figure out what, you know, his former leading man is Doing and just kind of looks at him and goes, eh, throws it just, and just you know kind of begrudgingly like trudges back upstairs. I feel like, like whatever. He's like, go back I'm to too bed. hungover
0: for this. Yep. And he goes back upstairs and he lies <laughs> down. And he's like, Oh, Robert. Uh, I want there to be a sitcom based on the life of Robert, Robert Shaw. Shaw. Right. Oh, <laughs> oh Robert. Oh Robert. Oh, Robert. <laughs> oh, Robert. And it's just all the all the wacky things he does before he dies way too young from. Mostly drinking cigarettes. <laughs> drinking
2: uh, cigarettes is that would pretty much kill them. Drinking him? cigarettes, drink and cigarettes, Drink and cigarettes. I, I kind of, I'm really fascinated by the concept of drinking cigarettes. That's, I know I was that like, sounds like hmm. all sorts of unhealthy. That well, I have now even that they are doing of. the
0: vape thing. They, I suppose you could technically drink that. Yeah, uh,
2: although uh, I think uh, it's probably uh,
0: not good for you if you did. No,
2: that's like drinking antifreeze It's not. It
0: good. is, mm. but I'm just saying that it's possible yeah. yep. not particularly relevant to our conversation <laughs> at the All moment. All right, but, so... But,
2: okay, so, one more prank. One more yes. Prank. Okay, so...
0: Um, this was That was a prank It was <laughs> no, a prank no, 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 no. It, it was, was a more... two day prank He, just he was mistreat. just waiting Downstairs <laughs> With his dude And he's like uh, as okay, soon yeah, as, okay As soon as he wakes up And comes downstairs <laughs> This is what we're gonna do
2: Misadventures How's that Alright misadventures.
1: misadventures But th- this goes back Into the prank zone this I one. feel like that would be A good t- the, the misadventures Of Robert Shaw yeah, I mean yeah. this oh. TV show Is writing itself here. Oh right Robert
0: Robert.
2: Robert Shaw and Paul Newman, as as it may be. Oh, but Robert. actually, this is more Paul Newman and uh, George Roy Hill. So um, Newman and Hill. This happened on the set. So uh, George Roy Hill invited Newman up to his office one day for drinks after work, essentially. And a few minutes before Newman was due to show up, he sent a memo that said, "Oh, I don't have any beer. <laughs> Could you pick some up on the way?" So Newman, of course, you know, brings up the drinks and they they have a drink. Uh the next day, Newman sends Hill a bill for $8 for the liquor. And then Hill sends him a memo back about the value of friendship. And then Newman goes into Hill's office and cuts his desk in half with a chainsaw. <laughs> Which Universal then bills him $800 for. (laughs) The (laughs) end. I don't think he ever paid the $800. Really?
0: Yeah. Well, (laughs) he was a star. He was A a star with a chainsaw. (laughs) (laughs) Because
1: let's be honest,
0: (laughs) that is two things that you just don't want to put together. You don't want to combine a star with a chainsaw.
2: Well, in the wake of Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid, uh, Redford and Newman were two of the biggest stars ever, 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 ever at this point in time. So they were immensely bankable and very they they were like the Beatles at this point like women were throwing themselves at them in the streets sort of level of fame so
0: and Paul Newman was like yeah. nope Joanne Woodward bitches
2: right what what and,
0: <laughs> and Robert Redford was like yeah all right everybody
2: yeah sure and all in
0: <laughs> uh let's let's go i'm young and i'm sexy <laughs> Let's do this. All right. So, do you have
1: any information in there mm-hmm. about Ray Walston? Because I saw him pop up on like the credits, mm-hmm. and I had hardcore like heart eye emoji, like just <laughs> boom, 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 boom. Oh, he's boom, my boom. favorite Martian. I love him. <laughs> I got so excited. I was like, Gee! anytime I see him in anything, I'm just. Tickled yeah. pink.
2: Yeah. It, and the apartment is the other thing that I'm like, oh, Ray Walston. Well, I mean, he, he, like everybody's horrible in the apartment, but.
0: <laughs> yeah, pretty much. That's true. Like, like there are great actors doing horrible things as characters. All the, the characters in the apartment are horrible. The actors are, are doing a fine job yeah. Yeah. at being horrible people.
2: But unfortunately, I didn't do my homework on on Ray Walston. Uh-oh. Uh oh. No,
0: so we don't, don't know anything about Ray I don't Walston. Know a whole lot about Ray
2: Walston, but he's my favorite Martian. Like, and he's everybody's my favorite Martian, I presume.
0: I presume. Yeah. Because they made a movie so. and it sucked.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and Charles Durning is probably somebody else I could have done a lot more homework on that I didn't. But uh, y- people may know him from you know Tootsie or Oh, Brother, Where Art Thou? Uh, Dog Day Afternoon, which I'm sure we'll do at some point on on this uh, this I think we have podcast. a plan to do
0: it really soon I think we should yeah yeah so
2: okay. um also Eileen Brennan which we love <sighs> we've already talked about her a little bit <sighs> include she's also in murder by death which is <sighs> delightfully weird murder by
1: death
2: oh I should talk about Bzzz. one of the
1: producers <laughs> only if you're allergic to bees that's <laughs> that's that's how you get killed by bees. We're talking about one of
0: the producers.
1: Oh okay.
2: yeah, we need we need to talk about one of the producers because tell this is, me about this, this is actually really cool. So this movie won Best Picture. Excellent. And, and there's a lovely little tangent on this. Um, when they uh, were going to hand out the award, first of all, uh, legendary actor David Niven went up on stage to introduce Liz Taylor, and as he's introducing Liz Taylor to hand out the Best Picture. Oscar, uh, a man who was buck naked ran straight across the stage. It's true, what? the
0: famous Oscar streaking incident.
2: Yes, uh, oh. Robert Oppen just went we, you know, and, and flashed peace signs above his head, and buck naked just goes running across the stage. And uh, very it famously, was unplanned, completely unplanned. David Niven, being the class act that he is, said something to the effect of, "Oh, it's sad that." The only laugh that men will get in his life is by stripping off and showing his shortcomings,
0: and everybody laughs. laughs.
1: And then he introduces Obviously Liz so. Taylor. Obviously,
0: so nobody um, even wrote
2: that. That was
0: that was no, off that the, was, that, that was off, the off the cuff. Off the oh. British
2: cuff. Totally improvised. Yes, but whenever you see Oscar on, on, clip only shows, a Brit would
1: use the shortcomings in an off the cuff. Yeah, <laughs> he's
2: so very British. But. Uh, um, Side note, Robert Oppel was a gay activist in California at the time, and uh, he wound up murdered in his art gallery a few years later, which oh, is
0: the man. sad code on Excellent tragic yeah. death. That's Ec- something we haven't had. Death. Yes. We haven't had so that on tragic. Real Education in, in a little bit, so I'm glad that we've managed to work in a tragic death. Well done, Melissa. But that's not even the story you were going to tell, no, is it? No, it's not. All right, no, moving it's not.
2: on. So they, they declared The Sting the best picture of the year. And one of the producers of The Sting was a woman. This was the first time a woman has ever won Best Picture Ooh, that, that particular Oscar. So oh, Julia Phillips uh, was the producer on this movie, along with Michael Phillips, her husband, and a couple other people as, you know, producers tend to band
0: together. There's like 500 Disney. producers on most movies. Yeah, yeah
2: well, there were like... Five.
0: Every Marvel movie is, is, is executive produced by Stan Lee. If one of them it's ever true. won Best Picture, Stan Lee would have an Oscar. That's Which kind of makes badass. one wonder why none of them have ever won Best Picture.
2: Eminem has an Oscar, so.
0: And maybe? Stanley does not. And Stanley does not. The
2: fuck. Anyway, uh, Julia Phillips was also a producer on Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Do, 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 do. Oh. Bzzz. Thank you, Tim. You're welcome. Taxi driver and. Uh, oh, damn. Mm hmm. And also, don't tell mom the babysitter is dead. <gasps> <gasps> <sighs> <laughs> Barb just went full heart-eyed emoji on us. That was wonderful. Uh, additionally, her husband was also a producer on Heartbeeps.
1: What the hell you're, is you're, that?
2: <laughs> you don't want to know. Bom, bom. No, no, wait. Bom, wait. Bom. Heart Heartbeeps is one of the most awful movies that I've ever seen in my life. I'm sorry, it should be Bzbum. Uh, no, no, no! You have no idea. No, okay. So this—it's like 1982, and somebody decides it's a good idea to make a movie about like post-apocalyptic robots wandering the wastelands, and the robots are played by Bernadette Peters and Andy Kaufman. It's not good. It's so not good. It's supposed to be a goofy love story comedy. Kelvin
0: Hadley loves this movie, I think. Well, Kelvin Hadley. But I that, mean, that's
2: not a mark of taste.
0: No, not necessarily. It, it, sorry, tell, Kelvin.
2: Sorry, Kelvin. But, oh, my God, heart beeps. Anyway. Anyway. I kind of want to see that now. So
0: what's the story about this producer? Is it right, just that yes. she was the first woman yeah, she was to win the first, Best Picture? The or first was there, woman to win Best Picture was right.
2: because of this movie. Uh, also this in its time, this was the fourth grossing, fourth highest grossing movie of all time, uh, alongside the exorcist, which was released on the same weekend. Wow. Oh, can you imagine choosing between the same Let's go see a double
0: feature, honey.
2: So, yeah. And, and adjusted for inflation, um, this is still one of the highest grossing movies of all time. Nice.
0: Yeah. Why? Well, it's just, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a lovely film. It's yeah. got mm-hmm. this, this sort of, this sort of, you know, nostalgia for the prohibition slash, uh, slash, uh, Great Depression era, which is odd to have nostalgia about, but even mm-hmm. so, uh, just, and, uh, the the people have sort of this this connection to these kind of characters that are bad guys, but they aren't really bad guys because they're just sticking it to other bad guys. Mm-hmm. Worse I mean, guys. The only cons that we see happen are some jerkwad who's gonna steal <laughs> their money anyway. Yep. Yep. So fuck him. Yep. And the other jerkwad that killed their friend. Yep. Right, for stealing his a, money.
1: Yeah. But still. <laughs>
0: Over a chunk of change that wouldn't right. support him for two days.
1: Right. Because um, he had apparently very expensive tastes.
0: So that's the thing that we like about con men.
1: Oh, yeah. They're
0: yeah. almost always conning jackasses. Yep. That's that's the, you know, the, because we, none of us like rich people unless we are rich people. Um, and even, I think most rich people don't like other rich people
1: probably not. So,
0: mm-hmm. yeah, so sure. we don't we don't like rich people and watching rich people get fucked over is awesome. It's really <laughs> great. There's something there's something satisfying about that. And rich gangsters getting fucked over is more awesome. Uh-huh. And we just watched a movie about gangsters in which the gangsters were our protagonists and sympathetic and now our gangsters are no longer no, sympathetic because I
2: think you're stretching. I, I think you're, you're you're just you're just pausing until I leap in with more trivia, aren't you? Well, kind of. <laughs> okay. I, cool. I, I, mean, I have <laughs> I have thoughts. I'm okay, having okay. thoughts. Are you
0: sure? <laughs> I'm having thoughts. Are, 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 what what <laughs> trivia do you have?
2: I've got a good one actually.
0: Okay. So I'm
2: gonna talk a little bit about George Roy Hill, who hasn't really gotten his name into like the pantheon of great directors he, he was kind of a um, tried and true director for a while but um, not a very long directing career he just didn't have much luck outside of the frame when he had two best pictures and then uh, uh, some other fairly good things and then it just kind of petered out did he have
0: a tragic death
2: mm,
1: Not
0: particularly we could probably tragic. find one okay if you
2: if you want more tragic death <laughs> all right, all right, I give it to you. Okay, so both Paul Newman and Robert Redford, both of their firstborn sons were named Scott, and they both died before their fathers did.
0: Oh, so there, there we go. go. There you go. Does that fulfill you for tragic death? Tragic deaths is part of this podcast, it Barb. Is. If you're going to be on this podcast I anymore,
1: oh, man. you need to
0: understand <laughs> that tragic deaths is is a big thing for us. We oh, like that's... to see the see the deaths tragic. So
2: Yeah. So Paul George Newman. Roy Hill died of Parkinson's in two thousand two. So that's pre- kind of
0: tragic. It's Parkinson's awful. sucks.
2: But it's not, yeah. you know, like
1: cut down in his prime or anything. All
2: right. So it's
1: not having your firstborn son die before you. Right.
2: Right. Right. So George Roy Hill, he directed Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid
0: as well as Raindrops this. Raindrops Keep Falling on oh, my, my Bzzz.
2: Also Slapshot, if you if you know your Paul Newman hockey films, movie. Hockey movie. Yes. Uh, the world according to Garp which is probably the first movie where we noticed that Rob,
0: uh, Robin Williams could do drama. Robin Williams can act. He
2: could, yes. And Slaughterhouse-Five, which Slaughter has a special House place five. in my heart.
0: Oh, it's such an awesome, weird movie. It but is it, so it's, strange. It's an awesome, weird book, so it makes sense. Yes. That the movie would also be awesome, weird.
2: So George Ray Hill um, came from Minneapolis. What, was Born and raised here. He was the son of, uh, his parents owned the Minneapolis Tribune.
0: At the time. Wow. wow, he probably knew Prince. No, this
2: Everybody was- Everybody
0: in Minneapolis who's famous knows Prince.
2: This was before that time.
0: Well, he died in 2002, right? Well,
2: he, well, he probably knew of Prince. It doesn't necessarily mean he knew Prince. Did he live I in think
0: Hollywood he... or did he live here?
2: Well, he, he lived in Ireland.
0: He lived in- What?
2: Okay, uh-huh. so uh-huh. He, he was he was born here. He went to Blake um, and, and then he went off and studied at Yale. He went- to uh he joined the marines for world war ii so he was he went to war and left minneapolis long before prince was around and then uh he was in the korean war and then he went to ireland started in theater and through theater he started getting interested in film and then just came kind of came from there and so he had a streak of really great movies and then he eventually got to the point in his career where he directed a movie called funny farm which is not funny and uh, he decided to leave directing, and then he spent the rest of his career
0: uh, teaching drama at Yale. Ooh. But not in Ireland.
2: But not in Ireland. God,
0: this is so confusing.
2: <laughs> yeah, so I, just I assumed... managed to tie this movie to Minneapolis. I just... Also, Slaughterhouse-Five filmed in Minnesota. Oh,
0: uh, nice. Yeah. They're, See, they're, I just, I there's just a assumed... car chase down Victory Memorial Drive. I just assumed that he was in, in Ireland because he just hadn't been able to sober up after that two-day thing with... With Robert Shaw,
2: that that's entirely possible.
0: Hmm. hmm. Okay,
2: it probably takes a while to.
0: <laughs> Did you manage to connect this movie to whatever movie it was? I I don't remember uh, the introduction. No,
2: no, but but. Oh, no! Wait, I'm going to save this for my final thought. Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna I'm gonna make you wait.
0: All right. Okay. You're going to make us wait. Well, yep. we're getting close to final thought time. Yeah. So okay. uh, I should check and see if there's anything else that's really important in terms of trivia about The Sting. We've talked a lot about the people involved mm-hmm. with The Sting. But is there anything interesting we should know about the movie itself that you were able to dig up, um, Melissa?
2: Most of it, I, I mean, there were. there's a lot of trivia um, that... Around the shopping of the, shopping around of the script, like when they were trying to get talent involved in the movie, they um, they pitched the idea, but it was always in the Vegas terms, and then they wouldn't reveal any of the ending until well, go, right? The, the of people course. would actually read the script. So there there's a lot of trivia around that, and one of my favorite ones was just when they were uh, trying to get Robert Shaw involved, they had him read the script, and he's. <laughs> He just puts it down. And he says, when do I start?
1: <laughs>
2: nice.
0: Did he scratch a blackboard before he said that? Because that would have been, cool.
2: really, that would have been awesome. There, uh, there was nothing that I
0: could find on Wikipedia about that. But no, I, I presume he did. Yeah, I assume they were like, all right, well, let's set you up with a screen test. He was like, Wee! When do I start? I'm not <laughs> I'm not doing a screen test. <laughs>
2: You'll come here to ask me to do this movie. Yeah, I'm doing this movie. I'm not doing a
0: screen test. I'm doing the
2: movie. <laughs> I'm starting to sound like Sean Connery. This is bad. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> what was I supposed to do? Bust him for cheating <laughs> better than I was in front of the others? Oh, God. That was- I love that line so much.
1: <laughs> that, I mean, that was... It was that was perfection right there. Mm -hmm. I mean, like,
0: because you know the other guy's cheating because you cheated, right?
1: (laughs) Because you you specifically were like, I want the nines, give him the threes, and then. I got I got old jacks. What I are you jacks. talking about? You
0: can't call him on cheating. You can't do it. <laughs> nope. You can't. There's nothing you can do. He has cheated you into a corner and it's your own fucking fault. Yes. <laughs> and when he looks you in the eye, you know exactly that's what he's saying. He's like, You can't call me on this. Mm-hmm. You know I'm cheating.
2: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> and
0: in order to prove it, you have to show how you cheated. Right. I win. Fuck Either you. way. Thank you for your $15,000. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's
2: see. What else? Um, the woman who was cast as uh, the the woman who wound up being the hit woman. Loretta Celino. Yeah. The, her real name. Oh, I'm no. going to totally blank on it because I didn't write it down. It, it's it's super, super
0: Greek. D- Dimitra. Or is something. Oh, okay. Madge Potsdorf.
2: That is not a Greek name. Anyway. I um, don't
0: really know Greek that they, well. So. They
2: fought to cast an unknown actress because they wanted to make sure that audiences didn't have any preconceived notions when she showed up on screen.
1: <gasps> that was Oh, God. Yeah. Sorry. Um, Are It's you uh, her? Demetria Arliss. Yes, yes. It's Loretta. No, sorry. My little momentary freak out was um, Luther... What up, Luther? Um, James Earl Jones. I was like, why does he look so damn familiar? How do I know him? <sighs> yeah, totally or no, Robert Earl Jones. God Robert Earl Jones. Not James, I was, was like, I don't you think,
0: think would, I don't Jones. think
2: that was Darth Vader. No. It I
1: don't wasn't. think they
0: could have thrown him out of a window. I don't think that would have even worked.
2: No. You
0: can't, he, throw, he James. Just... You can't throw James Earl Jones out of a window. He would have force choked
2: them. Yeah. Right.
0: Yeah, it just wouldn't have worked. <laughs>
2: and then David Prowse would show up and throw them out the window. <laughs>
0: anyway, anyway, all right. I think um, <laughs> things are weird. We're getting to final <laughs> yeah, thoughts. Yeah. I just have to say my favorite point uh, in the movie. Uh, this is my final thought, uh, and I usually don't go first, so this is weird. But uh, my final thought is my favorite point in the movie is when they're showing when they're they're talking to the dude about all right, we're going to need all this equipment and how much is it going to cost, and it's like. <laughs> It's like, uh, you know, well, um, how do you want us to pay for this? Do you want flat rate or percentage? Mm-hmm. He's like, who's the mark? And they say, <laughs> Doyle Lanigan. He just looks at him like, are you fucking nuts? <laughs> <laughs> and then he goes, flat rate. <laughs> and that tells you everything you need to know about how risky this thing is. Mm-hmm. I mean, they've talked about kind of how risky it is up to that point. But yeah. the fact that this dude, whose only job is to provide them with equipment, is like, you're playing for that guy? No, I want my money up front. Mm-hmm. I realize I could make way more if I took a percentage, but no, just pay me. Yeah. Because you're not going to be alive when this is done for me to get money. <laughs> so I, I like that. I, I just love that. I'm playing that the exchange. short game, and yeah. I want my money now. So Barb, what's your final thought um, about the sting? Bzz. Ow. I
1: really loved the end when they were like walking out and you know Robert Redford goes, You're not gonna stay for your your cut and or uh, Paul Newman goes throughout Re- you're not gonna stay for your cut and and Robert Redford just goes, No, I'd just blow it anyways. And then they just walk out the door, you know. And best bromance exactly into the,
0: into the big con. Yeah. In the sky, In the sky.
1: <laughs> but I was just like, "Ah, oh, so good."
0: Everything like, about that ending, I think, is perfect. Everything, oh, oh yeah, just I mean, the that, first time you see it, and they shoot each other, and you're like, yeah, shit, mm-hmm. just got dark." And then, because mm-hmm. they they do not tip their hand about that FBI no. guy at all. No. No. You know, other uh, unless you go back to that scene where he's like, "Well, we got to do something about your cop buddy now," and you're like. I've never seen them do anything. Do anything to indicate mm-hmm. this cop buddy has been handled, right? Except that every time we see him, he's being handled. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, and yeah. and it's just it's just nicely done where they show you everything, but not not in a way that can really help you connect the dots. Yeah, um, which is fine. I'm okay with being fooled by that movie because yeah, the Wait, first oh yeah, I, it's one of the. Greatest movie endings of all time. Well, it's and the sting, delightful. the sting is partially what they're doing to the audience. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, wink, wink, <gasps> wink, wink. We're stinging the audience. Ha <sighs> <laughs> <He's six laughs> <six, laughs> <six, laughs> fooled y'all. All right, all right. Barb. Uh, Melissa.
2: <laughs> that Barb was my final thought. thought. <laughs> oh, you did. Okay. The,
0: the, the, the cog, walking oh, That was out to that the, the yeah. romance. The That's, right. That's right. All right, Melissa, final thought. Okay. So,
2: um, this movie's script was found in a slush pile. So for those of you who don't know what a slush pile is, uh, producers and agents just get sent piles and piles of scripts by people who want to start writing for the movies. And they just send stuff and send stuff. And if it's not expected at the office, if it's not a big name assigned to the script, it goes in a box somewhere. And whenever that... Producer or that agent is bored. They send you know some lackeys over to read some of the scripts and see if they can find something you know new and fresh to fish out and that might be interesting. So this script was seeing a slush pile, and the reader uh, took it to uh, Metavoy. I can't remember his first name, but the, the guy was an agent at the time, and Metavoy said, "All right, if I can't sell this within I don't know 24 hours, uh, you get fired or something like that." Oh, but it got it got sold. It, it got sold right away and got produced and you know the rest is history there and the reader was Rob Cohen who later went on to direct The Fast and Furious. I just tied this into Fast and Furious motherfuckers. (laughs)
0: You didn't even have to work that hard at it. No. That's impressive. Alright, well that There you go. That was a good final thought. Alright, well I hope uh, you enjoyed The Sting. I re- it really is one of my favorite movies. It's one of those... I did, thank those, you for
1: asking. Yeah, one of those comfort
0: films for me that I can just kind of sit down and wrap myself in The Sting like a blanket and enjoy it anytime. Uh, like a blanket full of bees. A blanket full of bees. <laughs> Not at all like Jupiter's So we're going to continue on the crime theme <laughs> next time uh, with uh, the early 70s prime theme, in fact, yep. as we watch Dog Day Afternoon. So yes. join us for Dog Day Afternoon, and uh, we'll catch you next time. Bye. We hope you enjoyed our film fixation. We'll see you next time on a real education. <laughs>